Well, <laughs> you're tuned to KZYX and Z, Philo, Willits, and Ukiah. And uh, this is Point and Click Radio with Bob Lawton and Jim Hyde. So we're on the air now? I do believe we are. Um, we are still... What? Yep, we are indeed. Um, I'm receiving a stream, and so we are... We're happening. Oh, that's on the stream. Okay. All right. I mm, guess we're good it's, now. It's all part of the new normal, folks, where we're using satellite studios. Bob is in Ukiah um, at the brand new KZYX studio. I'm at home um, on the coast and connecting to the studio via uh, Zoom. And... Um, uh, there's a new computer in the Ukiah studio, and let's just chalk it all up to a, uh, a learning curve yeah. and and the new normal. But we're here now, and the point is, this is point the point is we're, yes, the point is we're clicking finally. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Which brings up a very good time to mention that support for KZYX comes from our members and Tree of Life Charter School, a, pre, a free public Montessori elementary school in Ukiah for children ages five through twelve. Tree of Life is currently enrolling students for the 2021 school year. Tree of Life Charter School, where school and home are interconnected. Learn more at 462-0913 and treeoflifeschool.net. And support for KZYX also comes from our members and Coyote Valley Casino, just off Highway 101 in Redwood Valley. Following strict safety guidelines, Coyote Valley Casino strives to keep team members and the community safe. Announcing Angelina's Cafe is now offering online ordering and curbside pickup. Menu and more information at CoyoteValleyCasino.com and on Facebook and Instagram. Wow, that was a mouthful. That was two mouthfuls. Yeah, actually two mouthfuls. But we always appreciate our, our underwriters and we thank our members and, and underwriters alike. And we uh, ask listeners for your indulgence as we... Lurch into the new normal here and figure out a way to do a computer show with two people who are located about 56 miles apart. <laughs> yeah. I'd say the first step would be to, if you change the whole computer system, put out an email. Yeah. I'd vote for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. anyway were, here we are. We're zooming, but uh, just barely by the skin of our teeth here. Yeah, yeah. But we're here now, and um, and we've got a lot to talk about. Today. Yeah, and you're Jim Hyde, and I'm Bob Lawton, and we were not here two weeks ago because I guess there was some political event going on. Yeah, as far as I, I can remember. The, yeah, I don't know. Was it the debate? It was the it was the fly on the head. The fly, debate. yeah, it was the fly on the head. <laughs> the fly show, Superfly. Superfly, yes. <laughs> But we're here now. Yes, we're here now, and we're all ready to talk about things that are fun and cool, and uh, we'd go spend lots of money on if we had lots of money to go spend if we weren't <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic-induced reception. But, um, well, uh, should we start it with the Apple announcements? I think we might as well get them out of the way. Yeah, because yeah let's blaze through the new phone, the new iPhone um, uh, announcements that uh, that came out um, from our friends at Apple last week. Um, some of them are actually starting to ship now. Um, and then we've also got some news about the Google antitrust lawsuit. Yes, it's Justice Department versus a big tech company all over again about monopoly practices too, just like uh, yeah. around the turn of the century when the DOJ went after Microsoft. Um, it's, it's we'll talk about that. And then we also have some cool stuff to talk about about um, from uh, oh, Adobe, the Adobe Max. Uh, conference 
which is a big, usually attracts about 15,000 creatives from around the world to um, a big city convention center to talk about and learn about Adobe Photoshop and all the other Adobe tools um, for a few days. Well, it's virtual this time around. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's gone virtual like a lot of events have. Well, Jim, isn't it also virtually free? <laughs> and it's free this time. So, um, and it's, it's yesterday was the first day. Today was day two. I think it goes on for one more day. It's, pro it's not too late to sign up. If you are interested in all things Photoshop and page layout and designy and illustration and video editing and audio editing and all that stuff that do Adobe does, um, you can go to adobe.com slash max. That's M-A-X, adobe.com slash max. Um, and you can sign up. And it is completely free. And I think that they will let you also watch um, after the event is over that they're going to post the sessions that have had uh, that, that have already taken place. So well, you can um, catch up on what you missed. Do you have to sign up in order to be able to watch those posted sessions? Um, yes. Okay. So yeah. if you're thinking you might, don't have time right now, but you might want to do it afterwards, sign up now anyway, so exactly. that you can make it back to look at the recorded sessions. I think that's probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. I mean, I don't know what it costs to go to a, 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 a oh, it was expensive. A, a Meatspace Adobe Max. <laughs> yeah, it was a couple of grand. Um, not to mention, of course, you know, having to yeah. fly someplace and stay in a hotel for a few days. Stay in a hotel, um, yes. And so, yeah, the fact that it's free is a good price. And um, yeah. And and your feet don't get sore, <laughs> right, walking around in a right. big convention hall and, and wondering you, which session you were going to go to next and what room it was in. And, and you don't you don't starve to death from not eating the horrible convention food. That they <laughs> convention had. food, exactly. Oh yeah. So Apple called their uh, Apple was promoting that they like to come up with little clever catchphrases to promote their events, and this one was called High Comma Speed, like High <laughs> right. Speed, like. A, like high speed but uh i like um macalope's uh take on it he called it golly 5g <laughs> <laughs> which you could also say where is 5g yes where is 5g one of the big um new features in the uh latest phones the iphone 12 is support for the new 5g cell radio standard which promises absolute blazing speed many 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 orders of magnitude faster than even a fast home internet connection um the problem is right now in much of this country it's still a promise uh, the new york times did an article about uh, they spent a week their their writer uh spent a week with an iphone 12 brian chen yeah in san francisco in san francisco yes tech mecca tech mecca and he had to be in very on very specific streets in very specific neighborhoods to be able to get that kind of blazing speed yes the advertised maximum speed one of the places was the back of a safeway parking lot <laughs> yes that's that big safeway in the marina oh okay <laughs> the when you go past on uh, marina yeah, Boulevard. yeah down by uh um, fort mason fort, yeah. fort mason yeah exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And the so other... that is apparently a great place to download video yeah <laughs> if you want to go download the video yeah but i mean we're talking about speeds that are are actually inconceivable if you heard about somebody getting 100 megabits per second or 200 megabits per second 
or even you know people in Sweden or Estonia that are getting 500 megabits per second. That was <laughs> right. that was an inconceivable speed. But this supposedly is getting like 2,600 megabits per second. Yeah, it's in the gigabits per second range. Yes, in the gigabits um, per yeah, second. The kind range. of speed that can download a full length movie in a few seconds. Right. Um, and you might ask, well, why is that such a big deal in a phone? And that's not an unreasonable question to ask. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, a lot of us are doing video conferencing, the kind of Zoom stuff that Bob and I are doing. You know, we're 60 miles apart, but we can actually, we're, we're sitting, we're looking at each other as if we were sitting on opposite side of the desk in, uh, in the studio in Philo. Um, but even that doesn't need multiple gigabit per second internet no. to, to deliver really excellent quality video. So, um, Honestly, the, vi the 5G stuff, for one thing, it's going to be a while before it's available in big cities in this country. It's going to be an even bigger while before it's available in Mendocino County, um, particularly in most of Mendocino County, where even any service for cell phones is not available at all. Um, so that's not really an interesting feature to, 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 to kind of focus on when it comes to the i12, uh, the iPhone 12s. Um, there are other interesting features, though, um, that are perhaps more interesting. If you're into photography, in every single phone, the cameras get better and better and better. Um, and that trend has continued with the iPhone uh, 12 and especially the iPhone 12 Pro. Um, <clears throat> the wide-angle lens has a wider aperture, so it's better for low light. Um, I think the telephoto uh, lens is, I believe, uh, has a longer focal length. I think too. it went from 2 to 2.5, didn't it? I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, all the other kind of under, hood, under the hood, um, the, the sensor is bigger and better. Uh, so there, it's, it's a much better camera than even in the iPhone 11 Pro, and that camera is ridiculously good. Um, they're really like, it's no wonder that the point and shoot camera market is basically gone because cell phone cameras, whether they're in the iPhone or on the Android side, have just gotten so good that there's no real reason to buy a separate point and shoot camera anymore no unless you want to use a thousand millimeter telephoto lens you know yeah well, oh, oh you mean the little point and shoot pocket cameras yeah yeah right. yeah yeah one a camera with interchangeable lenses is still very much has its place oh yeah for, you know for serious photography and the sensors are bigger and the image quality is still better but for your basic you know few hundred dollar i want to i want to take this to do snapshots on my vacation um there's no reason to buy a point-and-shoot camera anymore, and the, the iPhone 12s only increase that, um, that, that uh, only only further that trend. Right. So um, the 5G was the thing they led off with, and they even um, at at who knows what expense had got a guy from Verizon to come and you know expense to Verizon. I mean, because it was basically a Verizon commercial in the middle of an Apple Apple um, uh, event. But the Verizon guy was touting all the great things about 5G, and I guess it's they have some name for it. But it's the it's the absolute fastest speed. But the other thing is, if you're not in one of those, if you're not at the back of the Safeway parking lot or in front of the pet food store where uh, the guy from the New York Times was getting the high speeds, you're getting what essentially is like the standard, uh, yeah, 4G speeds, 
right. with maybe 20% more in some conditions. So the speed itself, it might be there in the future or when they get this new system built out, which I guess is running into some red tape type obstacles because I guess they have to string things along lampposts or something. Right. Yeah, the, the antennas have to be very closely spaced um, in, in neighborhoods and... Um, for understandable reasons, there are a lot of neighborhoods that don't really kind of want that. So um, it's going to be a while, it feels like, before 5G is going to be very commonplace in urban areas, like I said. Yeah. Again, in rural areas like ours, just that much longer. Well, and also, um, Apple is really late to this party. Just about every other major um, uh, smartphone producer has come out with this already haven't they i don't think they're i don't think you know like the android or it's pretty common yeah yeah Yeah. so i think apple just finally had to go ahead and do it or they would look really behind the times yeah but even if this new phone was a 4g if you think you might be ready for a new phone it seems like there's a lot of uh options and features and i thought one of the coolest things is they did something that the the rumor uh, sites have been threatening that they're going to be doing for a really long time, and that's a, they came out with a smaller version. Yeah, you know the iPhone 12 Mini. Yeah, and that's a what a five and five point four inch display, and the bigger ones are six point one. Yeah, and then there's the iPhone Pro Max, and that's the kind of ironing board sized one. Yeah, that's a six six point seven inch. And that's and so the, I, th- I like that. I like the fact that they did that because phones yeah. have been getting bigger and bigger, and that's okay if you have some kind of a bag or briefcase that you want to carry it in. Um, but otherwise, it's kind of unwieldy to right. carry it around in your pocket. The new Max 12 Pro Max, and they have. I don't think they've they've released the the plain vanilla 12, the iPhone 12. It's just the 12. That's all. <laughs> right. And the. Um, 12 pro i believe they've released both those because i think the times reviewer had his hands on both of those but they haven't released the mini yet uh, and they haven't re- by release i mean they're, they're not shipping them yet they haven't started yeah. shipping the mini and they haven't started shipping the 12 pro max which i believe is the biggest phone that apple's ever made it's yeah. bigger in yeah. all respects although it isn't necessarily heavier it's it's larger on the screen size it'll take up more space it's in just- your- Big, yeah. yeah you can big. get, you can buy some optional legs and use it as a snack table. <laughs> snack table, right? <laughs> right, or a TV tray. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> With a built-in TV. Yeah. Right. Um, anyway, um, I think the ordinary conventional wisdom would apply if you're contemplating upgrading your phone. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be bad. They seem to have lowered the price. The mini is. Um, well, uh, not only that, not only the brand new phones that have 12 in their name, but they're continuing to sell, I think, 11s and the one that they came out with earlier this year called the SE, which is their yeah. bargain phone. Yeah, they still sell the, the SE. They still sell the, um, yeah, the SE is, I think, uh, what starts at 399 Yeah. And that's actually a really great phone. It has a really fast chip in yeah. it. Um, and it's it's only 4G. It's not 5G. Oh well. Right, right. It's only got one camera lens in it, basically a wide angle lens, so it doesn't yeah. have the amazing um, uh, the turret <laughs> turret. Right. 
It doesn't have the face recognition to unlock it. You have to touch it you yeah. know, with your with your thumbprint. But um, it gets you into the iPhone world at um, at three ninety nine. So that's a really pretty good uh, pretty good phone. And it is. And if you compare what um, you know, maybe five years ago, a phone with those specs would have cost probably would have been at least a couple hundred dollars more, more like a six hundred seven hundred dollar oh, yeah. phone. Yeah. And even though it still has the home button and doesn't have the face recognition and doesn't have the multiple camera lenses. Like you say, it still has the faster innards, the faster chip, so yeah. it's it's not going to be obsolete. It's going to keep up with the other phones as far as performance and being upgradable. Yeah, so. and the and the 11s are still available too. Uh, so and right. they're also less and still so like the 11 Pro um, still has a really good camera in it, and um, it's uh, well actually now it's I guess it's only available through. Uh, resellers, you can't order it from Apple, so you could probably only get it from a Verizon or an AT and T or cellular provider. That's the eleven. The eleven, yeah, yeah, in the eleven Pro. Oh, so Apple won't be selling it on their their site. The eleven, they appear to sell on their website. The Pros, the oh, Pros, the do Pros. Not. Okay, so they probably still have those in the pipeline. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly. um, that's a lot of phones for one company, don't you think? That's quite. It, re- it really is, and a lot of people commented on that. It's like, wow, we've <laughs> they've really got a kind of a dizzying number, and that was something that Steve Jobs kind of always fought when he he did, uh, you know, came back. It was like keep it. Keep the product line really simple. There was one iMac you could buy, and it was called the iMac. Right. There was one iPhone you could buy. It was called the iPhone. Right. Um, and now there are, I'm looking at this pop-up menu, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 iPhone models that you can display the tech specs on that are currently website that are currently still being sold. But is that including the different memory specifications or just the models? No, that's, that's just the models. That's going back to the iPhone 6 all the way through the 12 Pro um, and also including ones like the SE first generation and oh, second generation. But they're not, so, they're not selling the 6 anymore. But you can get it oftentimes through the, the likes of Verizon. Um, like if you get a certain program, or oh plan, wow, you can get those older phones. Okay, and they're they're much less expensive, but they're also much less capable phones. Yeah, yeah. But they're still available, so that's kind of it's confusing. And the bottom line is, you know, if you're really into photography and you b- believe in a future of five G, um, then the iPhone, one of the iPhone 12s uh, or the iPhone 12 Pro, uh, is a really great choice. Yeah. Otherwise. You would be served with something less expensive, like one of the Pro, or like, or like one of the 11s, or um, or something earlier than that. Well, the other the other part of the whole uh, smartphone iceberg that's under the water is, aside from buying the phone, you have to pay for the service, and most people's plans are are, are pretty expensive. If you yeah. If you're not doing the um, the track phone type of uh, rechargeable thing, which is it's pretty lame these days, really. They don't make it very easy to to have a phone on that system. So most people just kind of um, throw in the towel and go with um, go with the. Um, most people throw in the towel and go with the uh, you know the monthly plan, and usually you've got several family members on the plan too. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, how's our audio, Jim? 
Um, I was hearing some motorboating there momentarily. I, I, yeah, I did too. And it seems to have gone away. So yeah, it was probably one of those big trawlers out there on the. That could be out there on the coast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. That's we're we sound pretty clean now. Yeah. Yeah, but the you know the phone is it's a not not insubstantial investment, but it's it's actually only a part of the whole service you're getting. When when you do that, so why not just get the one that that makes you the happiest instead of makes the one that makes you feel like you're saving a little money when you start out? You know. Yeah, I'm actually yeah, that's true. I, I'm actually thinking of upgrading. Maybe not this time. I have to look at how the actual reviews are, but uh, I think when I do upgrade, I'm going to switch over to the. Um, it's almost like you lease the phone, and at the end of the year, if they come out with a new model and you want it, you can just go into the Apple Store, or maybe you have to mail. If you know, if we're still isol- socially isolating, you might have to mail it into them or something. Yeah, but- I actually did. I actually did that with my iPhone eight. I think I kept it for two years. It's a. It is is exactly a lease, leasing program. You pay. You know. I think in my case it was like forty buck, forty five dollars a month or thereabouts. Yeah. And after two years, it was all yours. Or, if you wanted to get rid of it earlier than that, you could basically trade it in. Yeah. For something new. So basically, you're kind of, you know, you gift. You need to work into your budget the fact that you're always going to be paying for the phone, but the benefit of that is that you always have the very latest phone if that's something that is important to you yeah yeah i think that's that's a good uh, that's a good uh, plan um i have a pretty good trade-in policy too um for you can do that too phone you can trade it in i think and you depending can depending on what model it is they'll give you uh, i think like for my iphone 11 pro because of course i had to look i had to see you had to check yes yes <laughs> and it was like 450 dollars that they were offering for my yeah. iphone 11 pro i think my iphone 7 max no what is my uh plus the 7 is a plus the big one back in the days of the iphone 7 was called the plus the plus and now they've gone to max but i think my current iphone 7 is worth 75 or 100 dollars or something like that you know yeah yeah and uh why not i would probably do that if i was going to go in and and arrange for a new one like i said i have to see what the uh well i think the hardest thing is going to be deciding on the color Yes, there are new colors now. There's yes. one called Pacific Blue that is rather compelling, i got to say. Yeah, I thought that looked pretty good. Yeah, there's that motor road again. Yeah, indeed. I'm going to pot you down for a second while we work on this. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure what the... It's good now. There we go. Yeah, yeah. It, might be, it might be my... What I thought was a really nice preamp until it turned out to be perhaps not. Oh, maybe, maybe, yeah. If it's uh, doing something like that. Um, anyway, the um, I, I continue to be impressed by how Apple rolls with the punches. And you know, we were uh, last week we were talking a little bit after the Apple event, and uh, we both agreed that it's. Uh, you know, times have changed, and Apple has their beautiful new campus, which is an architectural. I mean, you know, I think uh, in the future they might be comparing it with the uh, the pyramids of Giza or something like that. Their new yeah. campus, but because of uh, COVID, they don't do uh, public um, events anymore, where they fill uh, fill the Steve Jobs Theater full of journalists and and roll out their new products and 
in real time they they do um these amazing video productions and yeah. i thought the most recent one was a, a great improvement over the one they did last spring when they rolled out the new ipads and stuff like that you know yeah uh, you can and i think you can probably still watch it somewhere online um yeah. if if that's your uh, if that's your thing <laughs> but I thought the coolest thing is when they had the person who was in charge of their environmental program standing on the roof of the... Did you see it? Did you watch the, the whole thing? I did not, no. Oh, the, the person that um, is in char was in charge of telling you why it's a good idea that you're not getting a charger and a uh, set of headphones with your uh, new right. iPhone was standing on the roof of the spaceship... And giving her spiel right up there, and and people checked on it, and, and it wasn't done virtually. They didn't put her on a green screen and do it or anything. She was actually standing there on the roof. <laughs> and I don't know, I mean, they must have filmed it with a drone or something, but it was very impressive, and it was really well yeah, done. Pretty cool. Yeah, which is another thing, of course. I knew the minute she announced that, that there would be all the... Uh, all the chatter on the on the uh, blogs and stuff about how dare Apple take away my charger and headphones. But, you know, they researched it, and people have got drawers full of headphones and drawers full of yeah. chargers. And they also have a new charging system they're trying to sell. So if you really wanted to get the new charging system, the charger that came with your phone would just go in a drawer. And they figured out some unbelievable amount of carbon they would reduce you know in in the world uh just by simply eliminating those those two items from the box plus it'll make the box smaller and they can fit more boxes in a carton and more cartons in a whatever when they when they ship them so it's it's gonna improve the environmental aspect of all this yeah that makes a lot of sense people buy new phones every couple of years and even when you do the trade-in thing, they say don't send back your charger. Yeah. You don't even want it back. No. So you end up with a drawers full, a drawer full of them, and you only need one or even a couple if you want to spare or put put one in your suitcase, or your briefcase, or something like that. But yeah, uh, but people have drawers sense. full of them, and it's just it's just more junk. It's more disposable garbage. So. Well, you know, it reminded me when uh, Steve Jobs got rid of the floppy disk in the original iMac. You know, it's right. just it's just moving up because the new phone will charge with the oh, and they Apple's fond of recycling uh, some of their product names because uh, the first Mini that came out was the I think the, it was either the iPod Mini or the Mac Mini. So we've had an iPod Mini, we've had a Mac Mini, and now there's an iPhone Mini. And now there's an iPhone Mini. Yeah. Yeah, but the, and, you know also. Go ahead. They're, but they're recycling the MagSafe brand. Yes, right. The, the 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 new charger that kind of sticks onto the back of the the new phones. Yeah, it magnetically sticks on the back of the phone, which is why which is one of those why didn't they think of that before? And I think they were inspired to do this by the way the Apple Watch charges on its charger, which is it, mm. you know it hangs on magnetically. Yeah. Hey, I think I'm going to try to get us uh, a phone call up here because we are a call-in show, and people some people. Do seem to know the number, so let I me see, see that phone ringing. You can see I it. See the phone ringing. How's off that? my, you can see it on my face. Yes, <laughs> I do. Yes. Yes, I'm smiling because we're getting a phone call. But let me make sure I can get this up and that you'll hear it too. Hi, caller, you're on the air. Oops. Oh, hit that magic redial button, caller, and we yeah. yeah, that's not a caller. I gotta, I gotta figure out how to get rid of this. Okay, come on. In the meantime, this is Point and Click Radio, the bi-weekly computer show here on KZYX, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting in Philo. 
Bob Lawton is in Ukiah. Jim Hyde, yours truly, is on the coast, coming to you through the miracle of internet conferencing technology and a really nice quality microphone, except with a preamp that that occasionally seems to be motorboating. Thinks it's a motorboat, yes. Yes, I'm going to have to deal with that. Okay, and I'm going to have to deal with these phone levels because as soon as I hit the phone button, um, all the all the levels going out seem in my headphones anyway seem to change. So let's see if we can get this caller on now. I think they've called back. Hi, hi, caller, you're on the air. Hi there. Oh, hi. Um, <laughs> can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, I recently purchased a MacBook Air, and to. And I also have a MacBook Pro that I've had for about 10 years. And I purchased the Microsoft Office for the MacBook Air. And when I went back to the MacBook Pro to use Office on that computer, it uh, asked me for a code. And... Um, I've had a heck of a time with it. I'm not able to use Office on the older computer because it's too old to support the new version, and they won't give me a code. I've oh, they won't give you a code that works on the old version on the old computer? No. And boy. I'm just wondering if you all have any, any ideas at all on that. Uh, boy, I don't know. Um, is, that, is that Office for Mac 2011? Um, I don't have it open right now, but you know, I'm I bet it I'm is. not posi- I'm not positive how I got it on that computer. So, well, is it running okay on your new MacBook Air? Is that all fine yeah. and dandy? Yes, it is. Okay, but, but I have a lot well, of documents on the old one. If you, I just did a quick internet search, and if you search for um, Microsoft Office. Uh, if, if you search for Office uh, Microsoft Office Mac product key, Microsoft uh-huh. Office Mac product key, uh-huh. um, one of the very first um, links that you'll find in your search results is a document on Microsoft's support website that shows you how you can get your product key. And there well, are a few different options depending on how you got it, where you got it, and um, and if none of that helps, there's a contact us link on there. You should be able to. I mean, I, I, it makes sense that you would want to be able to use Office, your older version on your older computer, and the very yeah. new version on your new computer. Um, you might run into some compatibility issues if you do something on the yes, new version and then want to open it on the old, uh, particularly with like Word and Excel and PowerPoint. Um, but probably not. Those are generally pretty broadly um, compatible yeah, from one version to another. Yeah, technically when you buy the program, you can use it on more than one computer, but my other computer is so old, it, it, it does, yeah. I can't use the same key. Well, is it possible to update the operating system on the old computer to a new um, version of the Mac operating system? that would be about as far as it'll go. As far as it'll go, yeah. That that's anyway. kind of a squeeze. Well, so so your so your mission really then is to is to is to find uh, to get the product key for your old version on your old Mac so that you can at least run it on that version. Right. Yeah. That's and if you, cool. <laughs> I when Pardon? I talked to them, I just sort of got this. I got into a loop and just didn't. 
We'll start out on yeah. the website. Uh, that uh, okay. Jim's uh, miraculous search <laughs> search Microsoft talent. Office Microsoft okay, Office Mac again. product key. Microsoft okay. Office Mac product key. Yes, yeah, search for that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Good luck. Yeah. Now, um, anybody in that situation, I think if you have the newer version. The default save will be the newest uh, file format, but most of them have an option to save in an older format. Yeah. You know, the new format for Word is .docx, but even right. if you have a file, you can you can downgrade it to a .doc, which is the original Word format, and you may get a warning saying some of the bells and whistles aren't going to be available, but most of the time if you're just doing a text document or a standard kind of layout like a resume or something it's not going to have those bells and whistles and you know exactly. dancing bears and things and it'll save just fine and you know um if the caller is listening or for other po folks who are listening there are always there's also the alternative of using um the free open office suite on that older machine which also can open and read microsoft word and excel documents again the further you get into bells and whistles land, the more chance you might run into a feature that isn't supported on OpenOffice. Right. Uh, and the same also applies to the Google Suite uh, apps, the free uh, Google Docs, Google Sheets. Those are amazingly good tools. One of my favorite word processors now is the Google Docs um, that runs in your browser because it's just so... No frills. You know, Microsoft Word has just become this, like, 14 different toolbars that does, every, does everything but grind your coffee beans. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's just got this learning curve that is just daunting, and it's just kind of cluttered. If you just kind of want to get in there and write. And um, and I've gotten really fond of the, uh, the Google Doc. Uh, the Google yeah, Suite. that's a good tip. And let's not, For forget, let's not forget our friends at Apple because they have their... Uh, yeah. What is it? The iWork suite. They have pages which will open Word docs, and That's it's right. probably already on that computer, which may be a workaround if she can't get her product key just to um, send the uh, files over there and use the Apple Pages. And I think yeah. um, you can download a version of Apple's Pages program that will be compatible with the older versions of the operating system. I think they will. I think so. Will be available. And that's also a very nice word processor. Very. Uh, clean. I just word has just gotten to be just clean. Kind of this I know. Big, ugly, cluttered beast. <laughs> I'm yeah. not a fan, as you can tell. <laughs> yes, you can have cleaner, you can have powerful, but don't look for them both in the same application. Or or elegantly designed or something. But the Google yeah. apps, um, as until Google gets broken up by the Justice Department, that is. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> the Google apps are a good. Uh, hey, listen. Speaking of clean design, I have a little bit of news here. Yeah. Airbnb has just announced a multi-year partnership with Johnny Ive, Sir Johnny Ive, a year after leaving Apple. Johnny Ive retired from Apple about a year ago following an almost 25-year tenure as head of Apple product design. Um, at that time, it was announced Ive would form a new independent design firm called Love From. That's with a capital F, Love From, all one word, with intercaps, which would regard Apple as a primary client. Uh, today, Airbnb revealed a multi-year partnership with Johnny Ive and Love From. He will design the next generation of Airbnb products and services. 
Well, well. So look for that flat look with the rounded corners next time exactly. you check into an Airbnb. <laughs> can I can I can I rent a place on Bondi Beach? <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. Maybe it'll even come with a Bentley. Who knows? Yeah, oh, no doubt if it's his. Yes. I noticed we had a call going when you were doing that uh, um, news item. So if uh, caller, you want to hit that redial button. We'll yes, and that. the call is back, and I will bring up our caller. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, Bob. This is Jamie. Jamie, how are you? Pretty good. Long time no see. Probably be a much longer time before I see you again. Sigh. No, but anyway. I know. Hi. Hi, Jim. Uh, <clears throat> but anyway, I'm glad, to, glad you're back at it. Uh, so I have a comment and a question. So my comment is, you know, uh, two years ago, back when travel was still possible, I took a trip over, you know, to Croatia, actually. Wow. And I decided to, to get a not super expensive phone, but a little tiny, you know, a Canon Elf, a little tiny, re decent phone that, I mean, uh, camera, rather, that, you know, was about as good as my iPhone 6 camera wise and i chose i thought it was worth doing that because when you go to take a picture and you're in some foreign country and you're holding a phone way over your head to get a shot it just seemed to me just you know my life in this phone and i just <laughs> just the thought of somebody zipping by and snatching it just seemed crazy so i this little tiny camera that i keep in my you know in my pocket um which isn't you know wouldn't be any big deal if it got ripped off so anyway, that's a reason to have a separate camera. <laughs> that's oh, that's my a comment good tip. About that. That's very true. That's a very good point. That is a really good my, tip. And then my question is, so I have an iPhone 6S, I guess it is. Um, and I have been putting off updating the operating system because God knows. you know. So my question to you is, you know, what are the reports on how the older phones are doing with the newer iOS uh, systems because I've been reluctant to do it because I just don't want to mess around, you know, and have this whole day of screwing around to make it work and then having it be slow. And uh, so that's my question. So what do you have any information on how the older phones are doing with the newer operating systems? I don't have any personal experience with it. Um, it's safe to assume that an older phone might become a little bit sluggish if you update. I know that at a certain point you can only update to a certain, um, you know, to a certain OS. I guess iOS 14 looks like, according to uh, Apple's website, um, will support iOS 14. I think 6s. I think the 6s is the bottom yeah, rung of that ladder. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But, you know, much, like the last time I thought about them is I did a little bit of research, and, you know, you get these reports, oh, this doesn't work very well, and it's super slow, and it chews up your battery, and all those kind of things. And I just thought maybe there might be some information on that that I wouldn't have to spend an hour <laughs> doing research online. I thought you guys might know something about it. Because things do happen, you know, if you're if you're lagging behind, you know. Anyway. I just did. I just did four seconds of web research, and I found an article on MacWorld UK um, running. Uh, I, how well does iOS fourteen run on older iPhones? And um, most of the features appear to work. I'm not really seeing anything about like kind of performance. How, is it is it is it dog slow? Um, 
So no big red flags. I'm not seeing any red flags in this article. No, this um this uh-huh. this 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 uh, this author uh, quote I've installed iOS 14 on my battered iPhone 6s to see how the software copes <laughs> with like slightly me. more cramped living conditions and. Um, it doesn't feel like, let's see, how about the battery? I just saw, um, well, the battery, yeah, he's, I uh, didn't see any issues with the battery. Um, um I wonder about the, the phone memory, because you need some memory to Yeah, to I was going to ask how much memory that per- your particular phone has. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, I don't know. If it's a, if I mean, it's it has a lowly, a lot of stories, but I If it's a lowly 128, um, uh, meg. Oh phone that might not be a, a good choice to update it to 14 if it's a 256 then they, they only made them to 128 and they started they only made yeah. them to 128 and oh, they yeah, started out right. at 16 yeah. oh yeah right, i think that's right. right yeah i think i got the big one at the time and uh now, well, it's, probably... now it's the little one the way it goes anyway um yeah well that's i i just need to do the research i just thought maybe you might have heard something about it Anyway, so uh, I'll let you go. Let another caller come in. Um, yeah, and stay tuned for Radiogram. Yeah, and Jamie, <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. Great tip about not waving your expensive smartphone around when you're traveling. In, in uh... yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you know you got to get into these awkward positions where you're barely touching the phone a lot of times, so you can hit the button right. Right, you're holding you're it. Just really, you're really setting yourself up. Yeah, yeah. But who's traveling these days? You know. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's that's moot for for now. Anyway, but yeah. you know. Oh, yeah, you know, do do a little more research on your iPhone. But I know that Apple is pretty. Um, I wouldn't say conservative, but they they if they recommend if they designate a particular phone as compatible with the newest OS, um, they're not going to do that. That would they're not going to recommend something that would lead to a really crummy user experience. Yeah. Like the thing just running dog slow. So you'd probably be okay, especially if it's not if, if it's bigger than a 16k, 16 meg. I mean, gig. Yeah. Okay. Well, gig. thanks a lot. Man, I'm old. <laughs> it's a gig. Yes. 16 bytes. Right. Hey, thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Jamie. Take care. Yeah. Goodbye. Stay mm-hmm. tuned for Radiogram in 15 minutes. Just coming yep. up after this uh, edition of Point and Click Radio with Bob and Jim. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's really one good um, reason to travel with a little uh, point and shoot camera. Uh, yeah, it's true. Especially if you're leaning over the side of a boat trying to take a picture of the dolphins or something. <laughs> right, you know, you right. don't want your brand new iPhone 12 Pro Max to go taking a drink. Indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. There's there's ways to deal with that. Let's go back to the phones. Oh, one more thing: iPod Mini or a HomePod Mini. The other and and, and iPad Air is the new iPad too. Oh right, right. But the what now what what made that unique um, cuz they've updated the Air about two or three times I think already, the iPad Air. It's got the new chip, the A14 Apple silicon chip. Okay, so it's as fast as everything else they make right now. A bigger a bigger screen, the 10.9 inch screen, a new 12 s- megapixel rear camera. Um, it accepts that cool little keyboard that turns it into something that's kind oh, of laptop-ish. Right. Oh, that's right. And they squared the edges, so they kind of made they it. The- they kind of made it like the um, like the iPad Pro, which now has the square edges. Yeah, that's right. Hey, you know, you were last week when we were uh, texting about stuff. I think you said something about uh, 
the uh, you didn't like the square edges on the newest phone, which they now have. Yeah. And apparently, um, they need all that uh, side space for the antennas for the 5G. You know, those, uh, those, those stainless steel or aluminum bands that go all the way around the thing are actually the antennas now. Sure, that makes sense. Yes. So get ready yeah, for... Get, I still don't like that. Yeah, I know. But get ready for <laughs> Antenna Gate 2. Yeah, that's right. Oh, man. <laughs> if they've got antennas, they'll Coming to a safely gate. parking lot near you. <laughs> yes, exactly. We got a phone call. Hi, you're on the air. Oh, hi. I have a couple of questions about iPads. Okay. I was, I was given a used iPad second generation. And um, somehow or other, it seems to be, and, and the guy that gave it to me, it pays the bill, so I don't even know what it's doing other than what I'm doing on it. Okay, and it says that I have cloud storage. So first question is, how safe is cloud storage? Well, not, it came with the cloud storage already set up. Oh. Um, okay. Now we're asking. Yeah, now, see, the cloud storage is like a supermarket, you know. There's lots of different kinds of supermarkets, uh, and then there's Costco and stuff like that. Cloud storage just means storage away from your device that's going to a server somewhere. Is this the iCloud that Apple has with the that comes with each um, device, do you know? Well, I guess so, because it just, um, you know, kept saying uh, your cloud storage is a little getting full, so I called my friend who gave it to me and he said never mind i i just keep pay for more data now so are you so but it sounds like your of- it sounds like you're storing your stuff on his cloud storage account which is something you may or may not want if you're storing oh. anything i mean if he's if he paid for the account then that implies strongly that it's his account and if it's set up to be storing things on his cloud storage, that basically gives him access uh, to anything that you're storing on the cloud, which, like I said, may or may not be an issue for you, but you should at least know it. Well, did you create your own Apple ID when you got possession of this iPad? Is it, I mean, is it all yours in terms of when you sign yeah. on to places? Yeah. Well, then your storage yeah. would be uh, your, your storage would be your iCloud storage, too. So, um, unless he set up um, a sharing arrangement so that you're you're sharing it, um, it would make sense that uh, your storage would belong to you, and you would have to pay for it over your Apple ID account. So you might want to clarify that with him. Well, I don't pay for it. He pays for it. He's my neighbor, and he's okay. Yeah. Well, I wonder if you know there is a there is something Apple that does called family sharing, where um, right. you can actually have every member of your family all using one giant iCloud uh, account to do all your backing up and stuff like that. So I wonder if that's the arrangement he made, and if he's just increasing the size of that storage. Um, um I well, see. I don't even know that because I haven't asked him about all this stuff. Yeah. But mostly, what I take a lot of photos with my iPad because it's a wonderful camera. I don't yeah, even use sure. my little digital anymore. Yeah, sure. And um, so, what else am I storing besides all my photos? Music, if you have music on there. No, uh-uh. it can be set I, up to store music. You know, little things like notes and browser bookmarks and things that you are probably 
not even really doing a lot of, and if you are, it doesn't use a lot of data anyway. Photos and videos, by far, would be the, the biggest users of uh, right. storage space. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I don't worry about that. Sometimes I, I open my email when I'm not at home, and I'll maybe surf the web a little bit. All that yeah, but that stuff somewhere? wouldn't be stored on the cloud. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be going up to the to iCloud. No. You know, I mean, there there are basically broadly there are two answers to your question. I mean, broadly, um, stuff in the cloud is very safe as like you've got a nice secure password and you don't give out that password to other people. Um, it's backed up in ways that we can't back up you and I at home. So by that regard, it's a great way to store stuff, especially with Apple's iCloud service because they're very uh, privacy oriented. Now, with your specific example, you should find out from your neighbor. You know, do you have your own distinct storage area that's separate from his? Uh, how did he set that up? Did he use something called family sharing? How is that set up? Um, okay. Just if you're concerned about um, the fact that somebody else who can get into that account might be able to see your photos or just see whatever you've got uh, stored in the cloud. Yeah, well, I don't care if he does, but I wouldn't want you know anybody to be well, able to just look at all my. No, photos. no, yeah, no, that wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. It'd only be with uh, you know the account holder, uh, the person who's paying the bill. Yeah, yeah, but you can check oh. you can check on your iCloud storage if you go into the settings application. And then um, on the left, it, there's an iCloud uh, um, icon you can tap on, and it should just bring up what's your available iCloud storage, and it'll tell you what percentage of it is actually being taken up by photos. So you'll be able to see all that if you learn how to do that little trick. Oh, okay. So I go on settings and go to what? Settings is the application that looks like a little yeah, gear. Yeah, i it. Okay. It's open. All right, and on the left, you should be able to see something that says iCloud. Uh, and it might even be right where you have um, uh, your own. At the very top should be your actual account. And yeah. I think if you click on that, it'll it'll come up. Now it might be it might be in a slightly different place if you're using a very old iPad, which it sounds like is iPad second generation. Yeah. Um, so depending on what operating system you're running on the iPad, it might be in a slightly different place within settings. But it's absolutely true that you'll find it. In the uh, in the settings app, um, at the top of settings, does it have your name? It does. And underneath, does it say Apple ID, iCloud, etc.? It does. Well, that's what yeah. you would tap on then. And oh, then, okay. as soon as you tap on that, the first colored icon under your name and all that other stuff, it says iCloud, and yeah. that's where it'll tell you what your iCloud storage is. Excellent. Okay. Then there was another quick question. It used to always have a little green um, window thing at the top that would say, uh, this iPad hasn't been backed up for how many weeks and do something rather. Well, I've never done anything on that. And it said, oh, it says it has to be locked and whatever. I've never paid any attention to that. Today, I noticed when I turned it on that that notice isn't there. So is that something that automatically happens when he backs up his account? Mm, boy, I don't know about that. Um, if you, yeah, it's, it's hard to answer that one because we'd really need a more specific message. Um, this iPad has not been backed up for three weeks. I'm just doing it from memory. And to back it up, um, it has to be locked 
and something or other else I forgot. Probably plugged in oh, that's too. Probably like like backed up to iTunes. You know. Oh, you that's right, you iTunes. Connect it with a USB cable. If you if you scroll further down that iCloud area that I told you about, um, yeah. about halfway down, there's a, a item called iCloud Backup, and that if you turn that on, um, you should be able to have your iPad automatically back up to the iCloud account that you have, and that would work. Oh yeah, because when that notice saying that I've used up a whole bunch of my. Um, my data on the iCloud, so I called him and I said, "What? What do I do here?" And he said, "Never mind, because I just, I just keep adding more data." He does it. So I think that's when that sign about backing up went away. Must have been. It might all be related. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> thank I think, you I think so you're much. onto something there. Yeah, yes. Good luck. Okay. Yes, and have fun okay. with that iPad. It's practically an antique at this point, but I'm glad it's still working. <laughs> Those are hey, listen, I started out with an iPad first generation. Oh, and yeah. I was, just, yeah, I got it just uh, about three months before for Christmas, right before they switched to two. The first one didn't even have a camera. No. Uh, it wasn't sure, of course. iTunes. It was just a dinosaur. And well, I'm you're ahead of the game really now. Happy. <laughs> oh, good. Hmm? All right. Thanks for the call. Bye-bye. Oh, thank you so much. All right. Hey, before, before we wrap up, I want to quickly mention that we got that I got an email from our friend Chuck um, regarding um, alternatives to the micro to Microsoft Office. So if our Microsoft Office caller uh, from earlier in the show is listening, Free Office, Free Office, he recommends as a great free alternative to uh, Microsoft Office. It's available for Windows, for Mac, and for Linux. It is permanently free, and you can get it at FreeOffice.com. FreeOffice.com. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Chuck. And he said also in his ma e email that uh, from his experience, the uh, that product keys uh, business does not necessarily work anymore because those are pretty older versions of uh, oh yeah old versions of um, Microsoft Office. So um, our previous caller, that earlier caller about Microsoft Office on the Mac, might be might be out of luck for finding a product key. So yeah. free Office. Free Office at freeoffice.com is probably a better alternative on that older uh, uh, MacBook of hers. Right. I know that sound. Yes, that sound means we've got one minute left before before the dad throws us off, before dad comes and hauls us away. <laughs> before we turn into pumpkins. I mean, it's almost Halloween. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Google and the DOJ. Well... We'll have to cover that next time, but um, Google's been working really hard to uh, uh, conform with all the European antitrust uh, um, regulations. So I don't know if this is going to be Microsoft all over again, but I guess the uh, the uh, Bill Barr Justice Department is is churning as rapidly as they can to try to get this whole thing in and up on the you know up on whatever. Uh, into the into the dockets. Yeah, before the election, which is in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, we'll be here.